Welcome to episode 173 of The First 40 Miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Josh Legler. And I'm Heather Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Well done, sir. Well, I've listened to 172 episodes of this podcast every week, like in my car or out on a walk or something. And so, yeah. You're a devoted fan. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> well, today we are uh, just kind of shaking things up a little bit. Every single episode, we have show notes. We have a pretty, a pretty tight plan and, you know, things are mapped out just the way we want them. But this week, I just felt, for some reason, the need to break out of the mold and just do something a little bit different. That's how I'm feeling. And we didn't even pick some <laughs> special episode number milestone no, fact, or anything. It's just number 173. This is supposed to be an evergreen episode today. You know, one of the ones where we focus intensely on one topic. Well, that's not going to happen today. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen today. But I kind of prepared for this episode by asking the question, what if we just went into this episode flying by the seat of our pants and just had a conversation about backpacking? This happens all the time in our house where Josh and I will just start talking about some aspect of backpacking or really any topic, but the conversation is so enlightening and I learn so much from you, Josh, and really just I love having our conversations. Well, these conversations happen a lot with our kids, too. We have a 13-year-old who's in Scouts and is going to work on his backpacking merit badge. And apparently, he bent your ear Sunday <laughs> evening for about two hours, he said. Yeah, he was working on his backpacking merit badge and said, hey, can I go through these requirements with you? And he did. So if you had hit record, you would have had like two or three or four episodes right there. <laughs> it would have been amazing. We are planning on having him on soon, though, because he has some good, uh, well, he's been doing some research on first aid. So he wants to share that. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about how to get younger kids into hiking and backpacking been on my mind and um, kind of been working on several creative projects to try and uh, see if I can create either a book or maybe an idea for a, a chapter book series that would help just spark that little bit of desire in young kids to go exploring. Oh, that's right. You've been sitting at the computer for hours on end typing fiction for that uh, age range of maybe seven or eight years old up to maybe 10 years old. Right. The age where they, I think they really want to start exploring. They want to carry their own pack. They're fascinated by the world around them. They have a million questions. I want to tap into that age group and just inspire them. Right. We have a kid, our youngest, who was at the lower end of that age group when we started backpacking and started the podcast a few years ago. And now he's kind of at the upper end of that age range. And when you go look at books for that age group, they really like these series where there's like 20 or 30 books all in one series that all kind of have I guess some common plot elements and, and uh, they, they kind of like that familiarity and, and repetition. But if you look at the different topics that authors cover 
I think they cover things like maybe exploring history, science, time travel, time travel, right? Or science fiction type stuff. Yeah, science fiction, uh, right? Fairies, rainbows, magic, school, you know, like the typical school day. Oh, yeah, school is a common subject. Mm-hmm. That's true. But what about kids who get outside and go backpacking, go hiking, spend time on trails? We haven't really found any books in that age range that focus on that topic and would inspire kids to get out on the trail. And there's so much opportunity for conflict on the trail. Maybe not so much with other hikers, but definitely man versus nature. Right. That's a very exciting topic. So that's kind of what Josh and I have been conversing about lately, trying to bounce ideas off of each other and see if we can kind of help the younger set get out and get excited about being outdoors. Well, we'll keep everyone updated. I will do my best to create this magnificent next great American novel for kids. Uh, (laughs) And I'll keep kind of pushing creative buttons and see what happens. This will be a bit of a long-term project because you're going to try to do several books in a series. Yeah, so this is going to take a while before uh, any of you see anything. However, we do have a book for even smaller children that we are wrapping up right now. Yes. That one I am super excited about. It's called Backpacker ABCs, and it's a story of three children who go on a backpacking trip. And this story is told in the ABC format. So the very first part of the adventure starts with A, and the very last thing starts with Z. And the whole story is told over the course of this backpacking trip. We asked our daughter to illustrate the story, and she has just wrapped up the illustrations like in the last day or so, and we got to see the final watercolor illustrations, and they are just beautiful. There is something on every single page that made me laugh out loud because it was just something that you don't expect. So I'm very excited about the illustrations in that book, and that will definitely inspire younger children. Through a story... It helps a little child to get a preview of the elements of a backpacking trip. The getting packed, getting to the trailhead, and then the things they may experience along the way. Sunshine and rain and stopping for snacks and eventually getting to their campsite. All those things. Uh, I think there's even a little bit about first aid and scratches and bumps and some of those challenges of the trail. And so it will not only inspire them to go backpacking and enjoy nature, but also to have an expectation of what it's like. So we haven't figured out the publication date yet, but we'll get the Backpacker ABCs book out, I think, around the end of the school year. So sometime within the next couple months. Uh, In addition to that Backpacker ABCs book, we'll also do a coloring book version where it'll just have the line drawing outlines and kids can color it in with their own colors. So I guess that's what we're doing, uh, I guess you could say as podcasters, to help little kids get inspired to get into the outdoors. I guess it'd be interesting to hear from First 40 Milers. What do you do to inspire kids to get into the outdoors, to pass that love of the outdoors onto the next generation? And what else needs to be done that's not being done to inspire kids to get into the outdoors? Uh, We'd love to hear from you over Facebook or Twitter. And because this is a fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants episode, Josh has no idea what the top five list is today, so it's going to be a surprise. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. What's the top five list? (laughs) Okay. Today's top five list is the top five topics that we want to include in upcoming episodes. So these are things that maybe we've been talking about over the last few months, over dinner or uh, as we've planned backpacking trips. 
What do you want to include in upcoming episodes? Oh, okay. And we've got to come up with five. It's the top five list. So you can come up with all five or we can kind of go back and forth. Well, I can think of two so far myself. Oh. Well, why don't you get started and hopefully... They won't be, they won't be the, the same that, as that mine. you picked. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> entirely possible. <laughs> first one that comes to mind is wilderness first aid. We've had some listeners ask if we could do an episode that really kind of focuses on and dives into being prepared for emergencies on the trail. We've also had a couple listeners offer to help us with that episode. So I think that would be really valuable to people. And frankly, it would be valuable to us. It's been a long, long time since I did the first aid merit badge in Scouts. And if I were to go through the requirements, there's probably a lot of stuff that would come back to mind. Like if I read a requirement that said, how do you treat heat stroke? I would be like, oh, yeah, we learned that in Scouts. This is what we do. Would it come to me on the trail? if I hadn't recently refreshed myself or not? Would I just not even recognize that someone had heat stroke? You know, that's that's what I think about. I, I think if I, if I stay refreshed on first aid, then I remind myself of the signs of heat stroke. Then when I'm on the trail and those signs actually happen to someone or to me, hopefully I can be aware because, oh, I just recently read about the signs or reviewed the signs of heat stroke heat stroke is happening. Wait a minute. Let's fix this. <laughs> right. And I was just reading a backpacking 911 book that talked about wilderness first aid. And it reminded me how often shock accompanies lots of different types of trauma. So being able to treat shock is a huge part of wilderness first aid. And I've forgotten about that. One of the things we'll include in an upcoming episode is outdoor retailer summer market. I'm really hoping that summer market is going to be incredible and that I'll have some valuable information to bring back to our first 40 milers. Yeah, I know a lot of listeners really enjoy hearing about new gear. Oh, yeah. It's just fun to see what companies are coming up with. I love it. Okay, another one that's on my list, and I don't know, oh, this might be on your list. Um, We've got to revisit foraging sometime over the summer. We did that episode last summer where we called it giving up on foraging because Well, as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, it seems like you're surrounded by green and none of it can be eaten. But we've been studying and recently we've been learning more and more plants that we recognize that are out there in the woods and out there in the fields that are in fact edible and we're learning how they can be used. And so I really want to (laughs) re-tackle the topic of foraging and have some success with it. Oh, definitely. That is something that we can incorporate into any backpacking trip. That's so exciting to be just be out there in the wilderness and surrounded by all of these different plants you actually know how to use and you know how to find food from and even medicine. We just uh, right. we were learning about the Oregon grape and found out that the root of the Oregon grape is an antifungal. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool is that, that you can be out in the forest and have this topical medicine available to you just inches below the soil? Yeah, we think everything has to come from a lab and a pharmacy, and and there are these medicinal properties of plants that are just growing naturally out there. Cedar is another one similar with antimicrobial properties. Interesting. So yeah, we are super excited to go take a backpacking trip where we literally get to sink our teeth into the plants, experiencing foraging kind of at that next level. 
Well, another thing I know we want to include in an episode is a trip report from our trip that's going to be later this summer with our friend Steve. He wants to do the entire Pacific Crest Trail through Oregon. So that that section of the trail. Uh, he's turning 70. Yes. Okay. I didn't want to get it wrong. <laughs> uh, he's turning 70 and wants to do something significant. So he's invited us on a section of that trail and other people have been invited to do other sections of the trail. So we're just doing a small part of the Pacific Crest Trail. Right. He's starting around August and he's going to take, I think, five or six weeks to uh, go from the California state line up to the Washington state line and have uh, different people accompanying him about a week at a time. So we get week number three and we get 93 miles, which is way more than we've ever done in a week. We've topped out at 40. That was our first 40 miler <laughs> around Mount Hood, 40 miles in one week. And I know it took me a week or so to physically recover from that hike. So we're going to more than double that. Our section won't be as strenuous as the Mount Hood, you know, Timberline Trail was that had lots of ups and downs and river crossings. But 93 miles is 93 miles. And currently, I'm having a hard time imagining myself doing 93 miles in one week, which means I've got some prep to do. Yeah, well, fortunately, we have the whole summer to do it. And uh, yeah. I know we'll have many opportunities to get outside and put on the miles. All right, between the two of us, do we have one more thing that we want to include in an upcoming episode? I have more of a question. Ooh, what? So maybe, maybe it would come from our listeners, the answer would. But uh, are there any backpacking basics that we need to revisit or that we really just maybe ignored and haven't covered? Because sometimes we get so far along and, and we get into these kind of subtopics of backpacking, right? And, and they're really fun for us. I mean, we love exploring uh, foraging or using ham radios for communication or rock climbing, even though we haven't done that yet. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of a cool subtopic. Um, zero days, uh, food. Right. Well, what about uh, just weather basics? like how to tell if a storm is coming in, what to do if you're caught in a storm, how long to wait it out, what to do if there's lightning. I think there are a lot of weather issues that maybe we've just overlooked. Just weather is Mother Nature's, one of her greatest tools against man. <laughs> so yeah, that is something we could dig a little bit deeper into. That's a good idea. And is there something even more basic? Do we have listeners who are saying, wow, those are all cool topics and very inspiring, but I've never been on my first backpacking trip and I have no idea what to expect. That I, okay, I understand what you're talking about now. So take a complete <laughs> novice. She's going on her first trip and she is so surprised that these things are happening and she wants to know, is this normal? And we take them for granted. Like we, we don't even Perhaps, remember yeah. that these are things that a new a newcomer would notice. Right. Like, is it normal for the trail to be this empty? Or should I be seeing a lot more people? Uh, is it normal for what else? To be dirty. <laughs> I don't know. But, but just what are the basics that we are now starting to overlook because we just take them for granted? Because we've been at it for a few years now. That's kind of the, the danger of building experience is that you forget what it's like to not have the experience. Right. 
Well, maybe some of our newer listeners can share with us some of their questions. And uh, there's no such thing as a dumb question. (laughs) I guess share with us what you feel you want to know about the trail or what your first backpacking experience will be like. And uh, we would love to incorporate some of those questions into the show and make sure that we're still staying grounded, you know, that we're still connecting with new backpackers. Yeah. So smart questions only, please. Smart questions only. (laughs) I think we got a top five list there. Okay. So it was... First aid. First aid. Outdoor retailer summer market. Foraging. Steve's backpacking trip on the Pacific Crest Trail. We're doing a little section of. And then for our first 40 miler audience to answer, what backpacking basics should we cover? Yeah. Or revisit. Yeah. For today's Summit Gear Review, Josh, I'm giving you three seconds to run to the backpacking room, grab something that you wouldn't hike or backpack without, and share it with our audience. Oh boy, okay, and something we haven't reviewed before. It could be something we've reviewed before, but just grab something you wouldn't hike without. I have something, and uh, it doesn't have to be a massively significant thing, but just something that you feel like, hey, this is worth sharing again, or at least telling our first 40 milers, this is something that comes on every trip. Three seconds. Here I go. All right, your three seconds are up. (laughs) You made it. Yeah, my three seconds are way up. (laughs) (laughs) Have we reviewed Justin's peanut butter before? I don't think so, but I feel like like we've talked about it. I know. Okay, I'm looking back through past show notes. We talked about Justin's peanut butter packets in episode 96, last trip of the summer, where we talked about how we revamped our nutrition on the trail for that trip and and went, well, we went stoveless, first of all, but we uh, tried to bump up the nutrition level. Episode 12, where we talked about messes that can happen on the trail. One of those messes is leaky peanut butter uh, containers, and we recommended Justin's peanut butter packets for that. And episode 16, where we did a Ready for Adventure segment and uh, decided we were going to bring Justin's peanut butter as uh, part of our supply of food on that hypothetical trip. But we've not actually done a Summit Gear review of Justin's peanut butter. I wasn't sure and I couldn't remember, so I also pulled out uh, these one of these little cups of Jif to go peanut butter. So I've got two kinds of peanut butter here in front of me. And today's Summit Gear Review is going to be fast and loose. Just share with us what you love about this. And then I have something as well that I'm going to share. What we're sharing today are things that we wouldn't hike without. And we would probably not hike without peanut butter. (laughs) We just, it goes on every trip with us, but usually not in a big plastic or glass jar. I mean, that's fine. It's still, it's calorie dense for the weight Peanut butter has tons of calories. I know, and it surprises me when I hear some people say they want to leave it at home because it's so heavy. But for the calories, it's not. That's right. That's the great thing about peanut butter. It's so versatile. It's just super dense, which is a good thing. Right. Well, I guess I'll review both the Justin's peanut butter packets and the Jif to-go cups. So what I like about the Justin's peanut butter packets is, one, they come in a pouch. So you tear the top off a little bit and you can just squeeze the peanut butter out into your mouth or onto a a cracker or or whatever. 
And when the pouch is empty, it's completely flat, so it takes very little space. Also, Justin's peanut butter is all natural. It has a really good flavor. And Justin's comes in lots of different varieties, too. So you can have peanut butter, but you can also get almond butter or a chocolate version and, you know, different things like that. So it keeps the variety up and you don't just get kind of peanut butter fatigue because you've got some different flavor options. But we also have these Jif to go peanut butter cups. They're a, a rigid plastic cup with a foil top. So you open, you peel back the foil and, and then you could dip your food into the peanut butter. You can't just squeeze it out into your mouth. But I guess what I'd say I like about these is that they're they're just easy to find, you know, so go to the grocery store and you can buy a bunch of these real cheap and throw them in your backpack. And they last forever. They sure do. And same thing with the Justins. Uh, one thing different about the Justins from the Jif, Justins, because it's all natural peanut butter, you have to knead it. So it kind of separates mm -hmm. in the bag. And then the Jif is, it's got that hydrogenated, highly processed, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it won't separate. And for my half of the Summit Gear Review today, my must-have item for backpacking is actually something that I give to all of my kids. These cheap little $1 Walmart flashlights are my go-to item. They cost a dollar. They come in like five different colors. They have kind of this um, grippy material on the outside, and so they're really easy to hold on to. They have a little strap, so if you wanted to, uh, you know, put a carabiner through it and hang it in your tent, that's perfect. The little button on the bottom is really easy to use, and I don't think my kids have ever had one get bumped on in the pack. These cheap little flashlights are so bright. There's nine LED lights in them, so the batteries last forever. In fact, it only takes three AAA batteries. And because these are so cheap and you can find them at any Walmart, I don't feel bad if one of them falls in the creek or gets left in the parking lot. They're just um, one of those backpacking items kids love. They love flashlights, and uh, I just love that these are so accessible, so cheap, and actually a pretty high quality product for what you're spending. And they're about an inch in diameter and about four inches long. A, a real handy size, especially for a kid. Uh, you know, their hand will fit around it just right. Not too big, not too small. Well, that's cool. It's kind of funny the sorts of things that we overlook in our backpacking stash that we use all the time that we've never reviewed. <laughs> and for today's backpack hack of the week, we're going to share another recipe from Trail Grazing. This is our most recent book. Trail grazing is filled with 40 high energy snacks to fuel your adventures. In this cookbook, we focused a little bit more on nutritional density as well as calorie density. And we focused on trail food, the stuff that you eat between breakfast and dinner. Yeah, so it's all stuff that you can eat while you walk. And one of my favorite recipes from this book is the veggie crackers. These are so simple to make because you make them in the microwave and they come out crisp and flavorful and they have a really great calorie density as well as nutritional density. I think most people don't even realize that they can make crackers on their own. Like they think they have to come from a factory in a box. And then on top of that, to be able to make crackers in two and a half minutes, <laughs> well, two and a half minutes of cooking plus a few minutes of prep. Uh, that's crazy. So for this recipe, you'll need two tablespoons of chia seeds, two tablespoons of ground flaxseed, two tablespoons of water, one tablespoon of nutritional yeast, 
which you can find at Ye Old Health Food Store, and it's different than instant yeast. It's more of a savory flavor ingredient. It has no leavening power at all. Um, then you'll also need a half teaspoon of some kind of salt-free seasoning blend, like Mrs. Dash, and then you'll need less than a fourth teaspoon of salt. So mix all the ingredients into a small bowl and just let them sit for five minutes until the seeds have absorbed all of the water and you get this thick dough. After you have that thick dough, place the mixture on an eight by eight inch piece of parchment paper, then put another piece of parchment paper on top of that and roll the dough with a rolling pin into a seven inch circle. Then remove that top piece of parchment paper and use a pizza cutter or a knife or something to score the dough into little one inch squares. These are gonna be your crackers. Then place that parchment paper with the scored dough on a plate and microwave it for two minutes. At this point, you can take the plate out of the microwave and kind of break up the crackers. They're not gonna be done yet, but you wanna kind of break them up so that the moisture has a chance to evaporate out of the crackers. Then you return the plate to the microwave and cook for another 30 seconds, and then pull the plate out and let the crackers continue to kind of crisp up and cool down on the plate. And every microwave is a little bit different, so if after you've waited for them to cool down and dry out a little bit, if they're still not quite crispy, you can send them back to the microwave for another 10 or 15 seconds to see if they kind of crisp up. We had such great success with this recipe. These crackers are flavorful, they're crisp, they have that really rich buttery flavor without having any butter or oil in them. So it's a really just uh, a flavorful, crispy, crunchy cracker that really deserves to have some kind of wonderful cheese paired mm. with it. And that recipe for veggie crackers is on page 58 of Trail Grazing. If you look on page 57, you'll find the recipe for flax crackers. Page 56 is plantain chips. There's just all sorts of great snacks in this cookbook. I love it. But definitely try the veggie crackers because I think you will truly love them. They'll earn a spot in your pack. Yeah, and what's cool is that you've made it an individual serving. So you're not making like an entire oven full of these veggie crackers. You're just making enough to put into a baggie for yourself to stick into your pack. Exactly. Well, if you haven't already gotten Trail Grazing, the book, you should head over to thefirst40miles.com slash book or look it up on Amazon or iTunes. On Amazon, you can get it in Kindle or paperback version. Of course, iTunes is uh, ebook only. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom. Maybe this is a little presumptuous, but we're going to offer the trail wisdom. Oh, it's going to be based on our own personal experience. So, Josh, if you were to offer some piece of trail wisdom or some thought, what would it be? Or even advice. I'm coming up with my own as we speak. Hmm. I think someone has said something along these lines. Uh, so hopefully I don't end up quoting someone. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be active when you're older, then be active now. It's so true. If you expect to be able to backpack when you're 70, well, that'll happen if you backpack when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60. Your body will do what you put it to, and when you stop putting it to those things, it will stop being able to do those things. 
I think that <laughs> you're 100% correct, sir. Oh, okay. And if I could offer a little piece of trail wisdom, indoors we have flushing toilets, video games, shag carpet. Uh, but what you gain from being in the wilderness far exceeds any indoor conveniences we have. Nice. I agree. Well, I do like those conveniences, <laughs> especially the toilet, oh, and the, the shower, yeah, the shower sink, the electrical <laughs> outlets everywhere, the heater, <laughs> the air conditioning. But um, now my life would be somewhat empty if it didn't include the outdoors. Well, as we wrap up, I really do want to thank our first 40 milers for listening. We make the rules. We break the rules. Today's episode was a little bit... Uh, you know, different from a typical episode, but uh, I really enjoyed just chatting with you, Josh, and uh, hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I can't believe that you got me to do <laughs> a like basically unprepared for episode. I'm I'm a preparation organization <laughs> kind of guy, and uh, it's been fun. Well, you want to wrap it up with us since we are being unconventional today. Oh, see if I can remember the outro here. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. Okay, I'm going to share the veggie crackers. Cool. Or flax crackers. Mmm. Or plantain chips. What's going to be better? Crackers are pretty cool. Waiting for that helicopter to pass, and I'm thinking. And installing for... Stalling? <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. <laughs>